Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Ass Chaffenberg. <laughs> like, you... Your ass is chaffed like that. A little bit like you've gone on a long walk and you haven't talked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uniform policeman came in, so I was a bit disappointed because I thought, oh, you're not very important, are you? I <laughs> oh, the bishop goes to a different school. You don't know him. <laughs> Again, Phoebe Waller Bridge has screwed up my ideas of priests. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. We are still under lockdown, but we have the privilege to be joined by the brilliant Joe Caulfield. Yay! I am thrilled to solve some crime and get drunk. Yay! Excellent. How are you doing, Joe? Excellent. Very excellent. We've had a lot of crime around here recently. Bike thievery has gone up. That is the talk of the neighbourhood. Wow. Joe, you haven't had your bike stolen, but have you ever been the victim of a crime? Several times and once, I wasn't so much the victim, but I I tried to stop a low-level crime. Nice. Yeah. I was, this is about 10 years ago, and I was in 
on the Finchley Road on the bus. I was on the top of the bus on Finchley Road, and it was near fireworks time. And I'm, I'm sitting on the bus, and there was a, a gang of boys at, at the back of the bus. I'm like halfway on the top, or sit on the top, and uh, they okay. were throwing fireworks out of the window, oh, setting the fireworks, lighting them, and just chucking oh, them down the oh, street. No, so people were terrified. There's people, like, you know, jumping out. The people at bus stops, like, yeah. you know, sounds like fun, but it was scary. I could, they could it have scary. killed and maimed everyone. Could have done. So there was about five other people on the top of the bus. So I turned around, saw it was them. And then everybody else who was sitting on the bus got up, went downstairs immediately, just like we're leaving this area. So I thought, I'll give it a moment. And then probably in a not very threatening way, I turned around (laughs) and I went, stop that. (laughs) (laughs) Then there was a lot of talk about me. A lot of disrespect went on. Oh, who she thinks she is. And then someone going, oh, a lot of talk about smelling pussy. That sort of talk. I was like, this is not appropriate talk. (laughs) Then we get to a bus stop and the bus stops for a little longer. Uh And they're they're throwing them out and then they're going, oh, what's going on? Why is the bus stopped? And And then up the stairs, normal looking man. Then he opened his jacket. And he had on police jumper, police nice. bag, policeman. And he walked down. I was like, oh, my God. He walked past me. I was like, he's going to sort it. You are going to get it. <laughs> and then he said, you guys, you throwing fireworks. You got fireworks. And they immediately threw the fireworks under the seats down towards the end of the bus. They were going, no, we've got no fireworks. We don't have fireworks. Oh, my God. I put my feet down to stop them as they rolled <laughs> down the bus. So I've stopped all the fireworks at me. Right. So policeman says something to them like, well, you, you can't be throwing fireworks. And they're going, we don't have any, prove it, all this kind of thing. So mm. then the policeman goes downstairs and I think, well, I've got all the fireworks. These boys, they can see I've got them all. And they're <laughs> shouting at me like, what are you doing? So I go downstairs and you know when the, suddenly all the lights go off on the bus? He's turned the end oh, all the lights scary off. Moment. Policeman's talking to the bus driver and, and I said, and I immediately went up and I went, yeah, they were throwing fireworks and I've got all the fireworks. <laughs> and I know there's nobody else on the bus now. Everyone's got <laughs> off the bus. And I, I said, well, what's going on? Here's the fireworks. And the policeman said, well, I'm not going to take the fireworks. Huh? And the bus driver goes, I don't want them. I've got to take this back to the garage because there's been an incident. We're going out of wow. service. And I went, what do you mean? I've got to get off the bus. He goes, yeah, you've got to get off the bus. At the same time, the boys come down the stairs and they say, They've got to get off the bus. And I go, I don't want to get off the bus now, do I? <laughs> you know, I dog them in. I'm holding their fucking fireworks. Aren't yeah, that? No shit. I tried to sort it out. Nobody's interested. Everyone turned a blind eye. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Mad. That is such a moment in London life. Like, there are so yeah. many layers of that. Like, everyone walking away. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. You don't know. I'm not having this anymore. I'm going to take a stand. And everyone's like, oh, don't take a stand. Yeah. <laughs> Let them <laughs> kill people. Let's not yeah. cause a fuss. What a um, killjoy. I... God. <laughs> the other time I was weirdly a witness. You know, you see those, the yellow signs that say, were you in this area? And uh, my friend phoned me up and said, oh, you're going to get a call from the police. We had been drinking all night and we'd gone for breakfast and we'd gone to this cafe and then she said, walk by there the next day and it said, were you around this area about 6.37 in the morning, which we were, we were drunk (laughs) in a cafe. (laughs) 
someone had been murdered. I don't want to say the name, but I remember the name. And it was an aristocrat had been (gasps) murdered. Somebody with a title, because it says who had been murdered. Wow. So I think maybe they were extra vigilant, because that's what happens in Britain. And uh, they got a call uh, to go in and said, your friend said that you were in the area. We need to talk to you. So I went in. uh, It was Scotland Yard. So it felt very excited Fuck. and got taken into a little room uh, on my own. And what I remember, a uniform policeman came in. So I was a bit disappointed because I thought, <laughs> well, you're not very important, are you? I was <laughs> you know, in cool clothes. But I always remember that he put down, he had a proper big old-fashioned helmet and he put it on the table. And inside, I looked inside the helmet and there was all these little kid stickers of Ninja Turtle stickers. <gasps> inside his hat and I was like you can take me right now that is so adorable (laughs) his kids have put stickers in his helmet and he's going around trying to be like I'm a big policeman and go yeah but you put stickers (laughs) in your helmet he must have had to take that hat off in front of actual criminals actual criminals just a a, kind of a nice witness no I was trying to look really tough and they put bloody stickers (laughs) in there again like when it's his his turn to be bad cop and everyone's like dude bad cop just like holding your time if you're going to be bad cop so they asked me who I'd seen in the cafe and I suddenly remembered people really clearly I said well there was this one guy and I described him and he's writing it down and I said he was short he had like a Hawaiian shirt on he was sort of bald with a bit of hair and then I said Danny DeVito yes that is it that is exactly what I did I went oh and I thought that's not what happened and I suddenly had to say to him, you're going to think I'm crazy. And I wasn't lying, but I've just realized I've just described Danny DeVito because I've watched the film Twins the other night. And the policeman, he said, don't worry about it. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be done now. And he said, no, it happens all the time. Because <laughs> really? That's why the eyewitnesses are so unreliable. Oh. Said, because your memory doesn't remember nothing. It fills in the memory. Yes. Oh, my God. He said there was one time when David Beckham was suddenly responsible for a lot of crimes. <laughs> because oh, wow. crime. Anyone who's suddenly really in people's eye, you go, you'll get lots of descriptions of that person. Oh, shit. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. That's insane. So I was of no help. I thought, it's really interesting. Yeah, the psychology of memory. <laughs> that's yeah. mad. And also, if you just watch Twins, the person that sort of seems more threatening in that film is Arnie. Like, you didn't describe <laughs> yes. Arnie. You just described the <laughs> short I don't want to take guy. on someone dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> really? I've gone for the little one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that story is amazing, particularly those stickers in that helmet. That's yeah, incredible. that's my new favourite. Like, I just, like, there could be, the, a criminal could be like, you know, maybe he loved the t- t- Ninja Turtles when he was a kid and then he ends up opening up and confessing to the cop. It could be a real tactic. Yes, unless it would be so funny, Joe, if you were like, there was a guy and he was like green and he had this blue mask. (laughs) He was eating a pizza. Um, His name was John (laughs) Nicolo. Wow. Did they ever find the the person that was responsible? I think they did. Yes, I think it was um, it was a premeditated, you know, wow. hit. Lots people going crazy. Wow. For uh, money and uh, inheritance and madness and shit. drugs. Yeah. Shit. 
Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing such (laughs) scintillating stories. That's amazing. Yeah, those were Um, both amazing. I feel like it was a whole tour of British culture. Like it started in London, but then it was just like we, it was a journey through the class system. And yeah, I always remember when I was at school, um, we got on there, there was this bus called the 58 and it was our bus to school and it was like a notoriously rough bus, but it wasn't really rough in the sense that the thing that I always remember is that some boys had got hold of their dad's printer and had printed out something on two pieces of no on like eight pieces of paper um and they'd stuck them at the front of upstairs of the bus and we got all the way to school so we drove through the Isle of Wight for 40 minutes and the front of the bus just said fuck you yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's very sweet project vandals it was so funny it was one of the like just those those boys were legends after that it was just totally i mean they were expelled but they were legends oh man if i saw a bus with that on now i would absolutely laugh like hell this week we're discussing a story that a couple of people have suggested to us online recently so i'd like to say thank you to jade and erica for suggesting the story of father hans schmidt who was a catholic priest and murderer oh my god that's my whole background catholicism oh is it i'm glad it wasn't murdering no (laughs) (laughs) yes Went to a convent school. My brother is a Catholic priest, but not a murderer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm on board with this one. (laughs) Nice. This one, I'll tell you for now. I mean, I'm sure your brother is a legend, but Hans Schmidt, there is very little to like about him. (laughs) And it all all starts in 1881 um, when he was born in Germany in the Bavarian town of... Now, I can't pronounce this properly, but it looks like it's called... Ass Chaffenberg. <laughs> like, you, your ass is chaffed, like that. A little bit like you've gone on a long walk and you haven't talked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yes, Ass Chaffenberg. Um, <laughs> so, um, straight out of the gates, as a youngster, people said that Hans had a fascination with blood and dismemberment. Oh. Um, now, can you think of the kind of things he did as a child that made later made people say, oh, yeah, he had a fascination with blood and dismemberment? Well, it usually starts with animals, yeah. with people. They start experimenting okay. and then they sort of push the boundary. It starts with smaller animals and then they get a bigger one. And I've seen Don't Fuck With Cats, so I'm with that theory. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy, that, isn't mm. it? Um, Katie? Yeah, I have nothing to add. Well, they are absolutely correct because um, he once beheaded two of his parents' geese and kept their feathered heads in his pocket. Oh, lordy. vicious. That yeah. wouldn't have been easy to kill a geese, a goose, a Katie's geese. impressed. Are you saying well done? <laughs> Yeah, I've gone from being disgusted to slightly impressed. <laughs> well, it was a surprising animal. I wasn't expecting it. I was uh, no. expecting like a small little thing or a pet. Yeah. And they, I should say, they can attack you. They're hard to get close to. Yeah, that took some doing. <laughs> uh, do you know what? So far, we're Team Hans. I've already <laughs> told you he's a murderer, yeah. but yeah. that's fine. Did he eat the geese? Um, no, no kidding, they were pocket geese. <laughs> Sorry, he kept keepsakes in his pocket. Oh, you mean the body? Sorry, yeah, yeah I don't I mean, know. I was trying to like, you know, we all people have eat, eat geese. It's not yeah. like I think people who pocket the heads though don't generally I mean, prepare the breast <laughs> for their family. But 
I mean, I, I agree. It, it doesn't check out that that's... But he also uh, frequented the village slaughterhouse daily, where he'd sit and watch animals get slaughtered with fascination. I'm glad this guy joins the church. Mm. Sounds like a oh great God. route. What, what we don't know that? when this is, do we? You haven't asked the year No, 1881. Yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, you said it, and I did not <laughs> listen. Okay. Had nobody noticed this thing, a child hanging around... In an abattoir, that's not normal. Yeah, how old was he at the the abattoir? At the abattoir, I imagine he was sort of like eight or nine or something. You know, he was a young... Yeah, that's fucked up. It is fucked up. I suppose they did put kids to work really young, but still. So when Hans is 23, and uh, although, yeah, all who knew him thought he was morally and mentally not well enough to be ordained, um, (laughs) (laughs) he was... um, or was he? Oh. <laughs> when he was later asked about his him being ordained, he said that a bishop ordained him alone and he doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, the bishop goes to a different school. You don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bishop ordained me. <laughs> but no one saw. But um, nobody saw it because that's the way that happens. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I got married. Nobody came, and you've never met my husband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's like he's too handsome. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. Him. That's it. <laughs> He's like, sometimes he's a spy and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, you're probably not going to see him anytime soon, but he's really handsome. (laughs) But then he went on to say that he was actually ordained by someone else entirely. Um, Who or what do you think he said he was ordained by? Oh, Oh, a visitation. (laughs) Was it some sort of visitation from somebody sainted? Oh, Joe, you are spot on. Somebody um, came down and ordained him. Yes. Can you, can wow. you name a saint? If oh, you get the saint. saint, I'd be very Saint very Peter. Impressed. Oh, now name a saint. Who? Valentine. Saint Valentine. Saint Peter. Saint Peter. Saint Peter. Saint Francis of Assisi. Saint Francis of Assisi Taylor. Uh, saint Paul's Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> the whole cathedral I- just showed up. So it was Saint Elizabeth, who is a saint from the 11th century, who appeared at his bedside when he was praying and said, and I quote, this is him now. He said, when she appeared to me, she said, I ordain you to the priesthood. There was a light during her appearance. I told no one. I thought it best to keep it to myself. They would make fun of me. They always made fun of me for these things. God speaks to people in different ways. Oh, wow. Okay. I've never heard of Saint Elizabeth myself. Really? Oh, it is a saint. It is a saint's name, but I've never heard of her. But it's a weird one to pick, isn't it? As though a more well-known one. Like if you said Saint Peter, people will go... No, because we've talked to St. Peter. Right. <laughs> he's, he's picked a really old, unpopular one. Yeah, obscure one that people have gone, well, maybe she... I, I always love knowing what saints do because there's yeah. some really weird ones. There's a great one, yeah. St. Christina the Astonishing. Oh, oh what wow. a great name. <laughs> she didn't do much good. A lot of them, you go, well, what was the point of them? But she would come <laughs> around the village and astonish people. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that literally what she did? Yeah, she would levitate and, you know, but nothing of any use to anybody, just being very holy. They go, oh, she's really holy and levitate. David Blaine kind of figure. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Pointless. (laughs) That is his act. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) The David Blaine of saints. That's really harsh. (laughs) I'm liking his imagination so far. I love the, like, as a kid, I'd have loved to have said that, yeah. Because I did think I would get visitation. So, yes, ah. it came down. Mm. 
Yeah. And I do like that he's kind of like, I'm just not telling anyone because people take the piss. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Also, doesn't it feel like he's been cripplingly bullied? Like, and he has not recovered. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm enjoying your, um, your sympathy for him now, because when you find no. out what he did. <laughs> no, it's not sympathy. It's clearly the cause of why he's a massive psycho. Possibly. Mm. I don't even know. I'm not even getting getting a bullied vibe. In fact, left fieldness with the geese and the Saint Elizabeth. You know, you can't predict him. You know, no, you can't predict him. But, but, like, seriously, if you can't do your story about why when a saint spoke to you without getting in that you they always laugh at you. Like, come on, that's like having doing your wedding speech and going, yes. they're not laughing now, are they? It's Look yes. at me, I've got Matt. It's like, dude, you've you've won. You've I do remember that you. from your from Why? your wedding picture. <laughs> 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 but do you know what I mean? It's like, why are you talking about the people yeah. laughing at you? Mm. Like, you've got a higher purpose now, surely. Why yeah, are you still it's worried so about obvious, them? isn't it? If someone says that, you go, "All oh, right, so you're really yeah. cool. you're absolutely right." Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, like, like he's more of like a really malignant narcissist type though. Like I, I can, I have a picture oh. of like a smothering mother, like the opposite oh. of like, he was told that he was amazing and everything he did was great, but it was with like sort of a sinister undertone. I think there's a very interesting mother character Ooh, that we probably don't know anything about. Which is but... why there's a female saint. Oh, saint. Yeah. Interesting. You are That's so true. important. I'm going to ordain you. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. how we're profiling this guy. <laughs> no, this is very good. Um, so Hans, he starts priesting about the place, getting assignments in various different villages around Bavaria. Um, but the complaints started to roll. In. Oh God! Wow. So what sort of shit do you think Hans was up to? Boy, uh, he doesn't murder anyone in the first instance. By the he way, just, he's just not this a very mangling, good mangling of pets, mangling of pets. So maybe oh. pets disappear. Ooh. He, because priests get they do get time alone with people, like in confessional. Does he mm-hmm. say creepy things in the confessional to people? Does he go, Oh, and when you did that, did you also want to decapitate a cat? Oh my god, now I have this. I bet, I bet all priests do that, every single one of them. Has at least done it once, right? I think the whole setup of the confessional is weird, isn't it? People stuff up to get off on it, but yes, priests go tell me more about that, can't they? Yeah, Yeah. and then Phoebe Waller Bridge just jumps on this shit and wins an Emmy. So you know, Um, yeah, yeah, sexy at all, I must say. Oh no, the unsexy priest for you. I'm thinking animals too, like, uh, I was picturing like livestock, like he's doing gross things with cows or something. And so people are what? finding it. Like know. if he's, is he visiting deathbeds? Is it like, if he's doing house calls that he's getting complaints about, or is it his services? What's? Well, it's, I mean, the rap sheet was long. Um, a couple of things you've, you've touched on there. And actually he, uh, would have affairs with women, <gasps> which for a kind of celibate priest is well, not a good thing that's not allowed no he would apparently oh that's right i was like what <laughs> <laughs> i forgot i kind of forgot that main rule right okay right again phoebe waller bridge um, has screwed up my ideas of priests <laughs> um, and apparently he would molest altar boys as well that was another th- oh, yeah yeah oh he's awful yeah, yeah, so a lot was going on w- with Hans, and um, but apparently, like the final straw for the people of Bavaria was that um, 
he just had a creative way of saying mass and his sermons were too eccentric, so they got rid of him. Oh, my God. Wow, that's where the line is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Jesus. so Catholic, isn't it? You can abuse <sighs> children, but stick to the rules on the right. stage. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh God. wow. Katie, do you so- still want to date him? I mean... <laughs> I at no point wanted to date him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I just you love you know, him, like, but it's not just a little bit wrong. Like everything he's doing, it's a lot of things, isn't it? It's yeah. a lot, and, he, and he's not he's not being stopped just for no, his sermons. No. So yeah, he stopped for the sermons, and basically, God. you know, he's run out of town, and um, so he emigrated somewhere. America, okay, America says Joe. Mm-hmm. Okay, Katie. I mean, how can it not be America? It's yeah. Taylor? Where does a German Catholic creepy pedophile go <laughs> to share his skills? I don't know why I don't think it's the US. I think it's another European country for some reason. I'm going to go easy with France. He just sort of did a quick hop over to France. Okay. Uh, I mean, he goes to the old US away. Oh. Taking Joe right. Go the distance. Why they love a crazy priest. They love a crazy priest. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God. Uh, originally, he went to a parish in Kentucky, but got into an argument almost immediately with a senior, pa- senior pastor um, and ended up in New York City. <gasps> the glamour. This is where he meets um, Anna Amula, um, who is the housekeeper at the rectory at the church he's working at. Okay. Um, he <laughs> claims someone tells him to love Anna. Who do you think he thinks tells him to love her? Oh, is it bloody Elizabeth, Elizabeth again? Is it God? Is it God himself? Is he upgrading to God? Yes, it's God, and you can't argue with her. So, <laughs> a, um, a consexual sexual relationship starts between them. Consexual? Um, I'm sorry. That was just pretty cute. <laughs> I just feel like I have to tell you that, like, because he's such a pig. Consensual in the way that he said, God's told me, and if she's a God-fearing Catholic, she goes, oh, okay then. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> There's definitely a power imbalance, and she yeah. can't vote or anything. Sure, there are definitely layers to this. And then... Um, and he's a motherfucking God's... priest. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, power. Um, and then God suggests something else. What do you think God suggests next? Drunk women solving crime. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That he kills the priest he's working for. 
to get the whole, to get the parish to get, oh, the, man. get all the money. Oh. Joe's guess is so good. I think Joe's right. <laughs> Do you know what? Joe is right. <gasps> oh no! Actually, I just oh. remembered what Joe said. <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. What it was is it was that God told him to kill someone, but it wasn't um, the priest he was working for. Oh. It was Anna. Oh no! Oh yeah. Yeah. What his consensual but not really uh, fair power dynamic lover. That's, that's Was she one. murdered Wait. consensually, though? <laughs> yeah. What was she wearing on the day of the murder? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't want to have sex with you, but I'd love you to murder me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who hasn't been there? He said that the command was repeated so insistently um, that he actually told Anna about it, and she just called him crazy. You're crazy. Anna yeah. is a bad judge of character. God, someone says they're going to murder you a lot and that God told them, I would get out of there. Don't just I mean, go, oh, you. It's such a red flag, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's not a it's cute... like the, the reddest flag. Yeah. <laughs> God told me to murder you. <laughs> you crazy cat. So it's a random murder because I don't see what he's gaining. He's losing somebody he was oh. having sex with. I don't. So it's just the pleasure of killing somebody then. Absolutely, and but before before he kills her, they get secretly married. But he can't. He's a Catholic priest. He can't get married. Who do you think performs? Oh my god! Oh my god! Is it a saint? Oh my god! (laughs) Wait. Okay. So, um, Taylor, who do you think it is? I'm wondering if Saint Elizabeth comes back to perform the ceremony, but I don't know. I hope it's a saint. I want another saint. Um, Joe. It's too much to say for him to say it's another saint, but is it? Some priest that nobody's ever heard of that then disappears that he's made up. Mm. Yes, like the same one that ordained him originally, like originally. Yeah. Um, Katie? St. Francis of Assisi. (laughs) (laughs) You really want him in the story. (laughs) (laughs) He's Um, a nice one, isn't he? Yeah, a nice saint. (laughs) Hans. Hans did it himself. Of course, that's actually quite smart. Yeah, <laughs> we're I going back to respect. Get married, but I can perform marriage ceremonies. Yeah. Oh my god! I wonder if he kept like running from like being stood at the room and then running in front and then running back again. Do you, amazing, yeah. beautiful Hans, take this woman you're going to kill? Does anyone <laughs> here think of any just impediment? Oh, fine. oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it too hard yeah <laughs> hans is a busy busy guy so um not only is he secretly married he's also having an affair with someone else <gasps> who he is running a counterfeiting ring with oh, oh. God. Wow. you really can have it all can't you yeah <laughs> choose your crime man like yes jesus yeah, he's just greedy really different that is strange i did not see such a practical crime no. huh. yeah they would counterfeit um ten dollar bills which in 19 a lot sort of like four or something is a lot of money wow so um this other person is a bloke does anyone want to hazard a guess i don't know he's having an affair with this bloke yeah he's having an affair with a bloke okay Um, and running counterfeit with him yeah okay and does anyone want to hazard a guess at what this guy does for a living it's not relevant but i just i don't know why i found it really funny that the guy's I'm just laughing because you're laughing. (laughs) A milkman? And it's nothing to do with the counterfeiting, so it's nothing to do with art or printing. Yeah, he can print his own newspaper. (laughs) 
He doesn't breed geese, does he? Was that the initial attraction? <laughs> no. I don't know. What does he do? He makes wigs. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, he's a dentist. That He's just oh, a dentist. I, okay. I just thought it was... I mean, it, I just... There was something Which, about it, though. Were dentists not well remunerated in 1904? Like, why does he got to do counterfeiting? Dentists weren't they? It was a thing. Barber and dentists were a thing that were both together. Because it was by the uh, same person. Yeah, I'm sure that was a thing. That it was basically the same thing. I think it was at one time it was barber, surgeon, dentist. You could do them all. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because dentistry is basically I can pull out your rotten tooth, right? Like there's yeah. not much else they're doing. Uh, and he's got the chair. Cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, I've got the chair. Well, they're basically all around the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Get the whole head sorted out. Yeah. I can take off your toe if you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, yeah, back to Anna. Um, Hans and Anna rented a flat together. Um, one night, Anna reveals that she's pregnant. Oh, she's still oh. alive. She's still alive, and she reveals to him that she's pregnant. Right. Oh, God. Which obviously means, like, in terms of the priesthood, in terms of him keeping this a secret, um, yeah. that's so, not good. Like, where do her family think she's living? Like... I don't know. I think they think that she's still living at the rectory from the okay, church before so, as the housekeeper. Yeah, like a housekeeper, yeah. Okay, so okay, so it's like a proper secret, okay. Yeah, I think it's a proper big secret. But yeah, so the murder happens that night when she reveals she's pregnant. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the horrible part that he slits her throat while she's sleeping, dismembers her body and wraps it in newspapers and oh. stuffs it into pillowcases. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a double thing because that's also killing the unborn as well, isn't it? They're not allowed to do that. He's a terrible oh, priest. Yes. Yeah. He's not effectively done an abortion there. Yeah. Right. Wow. He's Jeez. just broken every Catholic rule in the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's trying to break every single one. Yeah. So what do you think he did next um, with the body to try and hide it? So this is New York. What, what do you think he did? River. Wow, there's a lot of blood, isn't there? There's been a lot yeah. of blood. Newspaper. I would throw it in the Hudson, one of the rivers. East River, mm. Hudson. Oh, yes. feed it to pigs. Oh. Pigs running oh, he's, around. Yes, he's got a bit of an animal thing, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, but then he's like, but I can't help but cut their heads off and then they can't eat it. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it the pigs. I didn't think this through. It's the psychotic <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> but actually, like, Joe, um, you're getting a lot of these dangerously correct because, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what he did. Um, he threw the body off a ferry in the East River. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. He tried to do a Dexter, but he probably didn't weigh it down enough. Maybe the pillowcases. Mm. Well, a few days later, the packages washed up in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, and were found by some youths who called the police. Uh, so the case was given from the New Jersey police to the New York police um, because they figured the murder happened there. Um, huh. What was it about the evidence that made them go, OK, this happened in New York and not in New Jersey? Really classy oh. pillowcases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or the, the, the newspapers were the New York Post. Oh, that's a good oh, guess. Yeah, that's a good that's guess. A good guess. Yeah, Joe. I think that's that's good. I like the quality. I like both those answers. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, what it was um, weirdly is it was Taylor sort of touched on it that the the pillowcases had been weighed down with something, um, and it was oh, I can't oh. I don't know how this is pronounced, but schist s c h i s t, and it's a greyish green rock. 
rarely found in New Jersey, but commonly found in New Jersey. No way. shit there. Yeah, nice forensics. I know. And then they go on to do some more like really cool detective stuff. Because often in these stories, like you hear how the detectives have fucked it up. In this one, they're proper proper detectives um so that was their first clue and their second clue came from the pillowcase itself um so have you got any ideas what that could be (gasps) now when i was at catholic school we had to put our names inside the pillowcases oh my god (laughs) yeah that's brilliant if that's it or even anna like anna yeah or the rectory yes taylor any advance on that no well, there was an initial sewn into it, but the initial was A, and his name is Hans Schmidt, so that didn't necessarily hate, help oh, them. Um, but there was a um, there was a tag that told you basically where the um, where the pillowcase had come from, and it come from a Newark factory, uh, which sold exclusively to a Manhattan furniture dealer store um, <gasps> called George Sachs. So they went to George Sachs and they checked through all his receipts, and they revealed that a bed spring, a mattress, pillows, and pillowcases had been sold a couple of months ago to a guy called called A. Van Dyke, and the goods had been delivered to 68 Bradhurst Avenue. So what do you think the police did next? I don't know, but they're doing a bang-up job. This is amazing forensics. Like, usually these cases, they're like, eh, we can't figure it (laughs) out. Like, (laughs) Oh, we don't know. Many people get murdered. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, it's lunchtime. Um, uh, And also the name he chose for himself, A. Van Dyke. Well, that could be Anna that bought them. Oh, I just thought it was a bad made-up name. It sounds like something that Kramer would say in Seinfeld. (laughs) Have characters. But it could be Anna. She could be a Van Dyke. I think they get a warrant to search that house. That address. Right. Well, the first thing they do is they talk to the doorman um, and he said that a married couple lived there and the guy had a heavy German accent and gave his name as Hans Schmidt. Um, so the police did a three-day stakeout wow. and when nobody came to the house... I know, three days, they just watched the house. Nobody came. Um, so they broke in. What do you think they found in there? Well, were there other body parts? Like, had they been um, keeping trophies from other bodies? Yeah, some goose heads. Well, the um, floor had been scrubbed, uh, but large amounts of dried blood were found all over the walls. I think just, why do the... the floor if you're gonna oh leave hannah it's yeah. hard to clean walls it, they just don't <laughs> make sense i've been there so many times <laughs> it is you've got to paint over them haven't you yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so a large bloodstained knife was found on the kitchen shelf oh um, well that is ridiculous yeah he did not cover his tracks at all no. um and then there was some letters there and there was a letter from Anna. And so they followed the address from there. They followed that and it revealed her previous address had been at that rectory. So they found out about Schmidt, Hans Schmidt, the guy with the German accent. And they went to the rectory that night, banged on the door. Schmidt answered. What do you think he said? Anna's alive. She's in a different school. You don't know her. <laughs> well, he's obviously going to deny it. So what can he say? Well, he'll say, I'm a priest. I'm not allowed to get married or have sex with anybody. So why would I know that woman? She worked at the rectory, didn't she, at one point? Yeah. Oh, I think he's going to say he's somebody completely different. And he'll do that thing of going, oh, so I answered the door, but I was, I was just, I just, I uh, just delivered something. I don't live here. Bye-bye. Yeah. Let, let me go get Hans. And then he yeah. escapes yeah. out the back. Yeah. Yeah, the other German-speaking man yes. lives in this New York <laughs> rectory. Um, Taylor? I wanted to say something witty in German, but then I remembered I don't speak German, so I'm out. <laughs> 
It's nice that the thought was there, though. The thought was there, yes. Well, he said, he did admit to it. He said, I killed her. I killed Uh, her because I loved her. I think he wanted to get caught. Is he trying to come up with some sort of crime of passion thing where he thinks he'll get off by saying, I killed her because I loved her and then inventing some story? It's crazy. Well, He loves Mr. With the Wigs. He loves Wiggy, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves Wiggy. Wiggy the dentist. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he he then went on to describe the murder and in detail um, and was arrested yeah he's he's so delusional like there's so much going on that i don't yeah he's not he's not that practical he's not trying to get out of it he's just truly and the pleasure in describing it that's the creepy thing isn't it oh yeah wanting to tell like a confessional wanting to give you every detail Mm. I don't really need to know what you did next. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I've got the picture. A lot of blood. Got the picture. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. So it was obviously this was a huge media spectacle at the time. You know, we've got this priest. We've got uh, like affairs. We've got he's married. Um, So he pleaded insanity was his uh, defence. And that ended in a hung jury. Um, however, there was a retrial and he was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to death in the electric chair. Wow. Um, but then he changed his story. Oh, God. Um, and he admitted that he feigned insanity uh, during the trial. Um, but he did it because he wanted to try and pin the murder on someone else. Who do you think he tried to pin the murder on? <gasps> Wiggy the dentist. Wiggy the dentist. Wiggy the dentist. No way. Oh man. Yeah, but um, obviously, like, there's absolutely no evidence it was Wiggy the dentist, and so Schmidt was executed in the electric chair in Sing Sing Prison in 1916, wow. and remains the only Roman Catholic priest to be executed for murder in the United States. Wow. Wow. Except he probably wasn't an actual Catholic priest. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. good yeah, point. He's, he's not canon. <laughs> yeah, the only Catholic priest ordained by themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, done for murder. He's a con man. I mean, it's real mind hunter territory, isn't it? It's like proper serial killer. So, did he kill other people? Well, after he got done for this, they did sort of start looking at where he'd been before in Germany, and there were things like a little girl went missing and was murdered oh. at the church that he was at. Oh. So that had been like that had been pinned on the janitor oh. who'd always denied it, and then all this stuff has come up, and I can't remember whether they changed it to mm. it being him but basically there was kind of like quite a, a trail of... of death behind him yeah, yeah interesting yeah that he'd definitely done it before because he did it quite easily didn't he yeah, yeah. it's a crazy story this one i mean it's also just that thing of, of being able to it's like sometimes we have things about like back in the olden timey days you could just say you were a doctor yeah you know, that doctor mm, who yeah. made people fast yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah nobody's checking are they and especially no. in America, they were, everyone, it's a new country. We've all just arrived. Nobody knows anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Doing. Just say whatever you whatever you like about yourself. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'd pretend to be if I had a... I think maybe I'd say I had like a, a better degree than the one I have, which is a really Mickey Mouse one. <laughs> I quite like the idea of being a dentist who has lots of different wigs. I've, <laughs> like, imagine going to a dentist and you're just looking at their hair and going I don't know can I have a dentist and he let him do stuff to me with that terrible wig like that but at least it'd be distracting you wouldn't think about the pain uh, you wouldn't. oh but what if the wig falls into your mouth oh, no. no that wasn't worth it uh, would it no. 
Um, anyway, that is the story of Hans Schmidt. Wow. Oh, good story. Horrible. Yeah. And Katie, yeah, it was really a really good, horrible story. Drunk women solving crime. So just uh, to round off the podcast, we've just got enough time for a listener crime. And this is from Fanula in Sydney. And she says, uh, dear drunk women. About six months ago, I was walking home along a busy street on my phone, not paying much attention to my surroundings. I had my headphones, a pair of pink beats, resting around my neck. I vaguely registered passing a few young girls in my periphery. One of the girls swiftly grabbed my headphones and pulled them off me. My lizard brain reacted immediately and <laughs> snatched them back. This is <laughs> she's doing a PhD, Fanula. She's like she knows shit. She, What's my cock? Sorry, we've had her before, right? We have, I know that yeah, name. Yeah, two. yeah, yeah. She sent us two. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Love it. Uh, she says once my cognitive brain registered the whole sequence of events, <laughs> I issued a very delayed and very startled response of shouting, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> whilst doing <laughs> a little hop. The girls giggled and I fled the scene feeling embarrassed. With reflection, I admit, this is petty and completely unsuccessful crime from which I have learnt nothing. But the real crime, in my opinion, is that these girls have the audacity to laugh at me when their attempt at opportunistic, opportunistic theft had failed. Right. Please help me solve this crime. Who could have done this? I'm quite short, five foot two, and these girls are similar height to me. Um, I also didn't get a good look at them, so they could range anywhere between tween to adult in age. Who would do that? It's like a female Danny DeVito. She's going to describe. <laughs> her. They're going to be like, didn't they had this hair. They were short, though. <laughs> yeah, it all depends what film she watched the night before. Yeah. I don't quite understand. So she says she didn't see them. Yeah, she says she didn't get a good look at them. Right. But she knew they were girls. Yeah. So we've got to, we've got to help her find them. And but it's I in Sydney. She, I think she reacted perfectly. Yeah. What she yeah. did, you know, snap yeah, them back. Call them lizards or whatever she does. I don't know why she should be embarrassed. She said she was embarrassed because they laughed at her, but she's no reason. No, she foiled yes. their crime. Yeah, and they were laughing because they were bad criminals. They'd done such yeah. a terrible job. Nervous they laughter. Mm -hmm. They didn't manage to steal them. So, yeah, I think those girls probably, they would probably hang out with young boys in Finchley. Right? So really what we've done there is we've solved Fanula's... I'm hoping yeah. Hannah will bust out an Australian accent to solve this one, but, you know, it's up to you. You do a good one, though. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you'd say there. Um, that's right. <laughs> You know, the trick is to just not say anything really stereotypical. So it just sounds more, uh, you know what I mean? So. Um, Why is this so enjoyable? It's the best. Do you know what? I think, yeah, I, I think we're right that she did entirely the right thing. And um, also, I, I read this thing, like Darren Brown said it, about the fact that you... If somebody is attacking you or doing something mm. or is trying to mug you, if you just talk nonsense to them by sort of saying, oh, like, but, but last Thursday there was a book that I wanted to read with the dressing gown, <laughs> that they'll be so confused for that moment that they kind of leave you alone. And I've always wanted to get mugged so I could try it. Yeah, I think there, there, there is that thing, isn't it? I think <laughs> also just making noise. I've done that with someone who came at me at night and I just... Because you don't know, and it's nice when you do know, oh, what kind of person are you? I am a screamer and hit you with my handbag. 
like good I nice. and nice. it's good to know about yourself but I just really and they're frightened they go oh god I thought that was going to be easy and it's not and then they yeah. go oh, no that's good that is interesting what sort of person did you think you were before that moment I didn't know I you know because I've had that dream do you have a dream where you scream in the dream but you're not making any noise yeah oh every night Right. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm fine. I'm really fine. <laughs> so I worried that if it were in a situation, would I be that person? Would that right. happen? Why I have that dream where you go, oh, or I'd be a person who freezes. Right. We uh, lost Joe. Joe's computer died. So what uh, we've done now is I'm going to ask Joe, as though she's still here. Oh, yes. What she's up to, then we're going to get her to record it and we're going to splice it in. Uh, like nothing's happened so um, but we wanted you to be in on it because you're our listeners and we respect you so joe <laughs> what are you up to next thanks for having me i really enjoyed that solving crime and being drunk and sorry that my computer exploded um just before the end there you can get me i'm like everybody not really doing much but i'm on instagram tv with some stuff on there caulfield j yeah so thanks a lot and sorry about the tech mania that's a wrap on drunk women for this week thank you very much for listening well done drunk women solving crime is produced by amanda redman with music by the lion and the wolf you can follow us on twitter at drunk women pod and facebook and instagram at drunk women solving crime and please review us on apple podcasts and if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve then write it in a review and we'll solve it thank you to acast and thank you for listening Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 